So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. What's up, Vincent? <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm your host, VD, only letter for the All That Sexy podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for checking this podcast out. Um, I am here with someone who is one of my very honored guests. Uh, I have very few honored guests. Everybody's a friend that comes on here, but I have very few honored guests. Um, this guy right here has been uh, a mentor to me for over, I would say, the past four years of my life. And he has been someone who I highly respect and I highly honor. And although he's a man that admits his faults, like, immediately, um, he's somebody that I inspire to uh, to be like. Not to be all mushy and all of that, but I mean, this is... Um... No, no, you could be like me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, this is a, a, a good dear a good dear friend. Um you want me to say the first and last name? It doesn't matter. Nah, man, it's Mook Mittens, bitch. Oh, right. <laughs> my, my boy William, aka Mookie. Yeah. Um, I'm so happy that you're here, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you. It's way too long. Absolutely, we have scheduled this thing for like over two months, and now like it's, you know, he's finally coming out to Queens. I know he's all the way out there in like East Islip and Long Island. And I'm stuff. in West Babylon. Sorry. <laughs> all right, I live in Pleasantville. I'm sorry. <laughs> And but it's it's great to have him out here on this um on this side of Queens for the uh for the drink of the episode because every episode I have a drink of the episode. Some episodes are gonna be water, some episodes are gonna be smoothies or whatever. But we usually do alcoholic beverages. So for the drink of the episode, we are drinking good old Jack motherfucking Daniels whiskey. Mm-hmm. All right. So before we get into all that other good shit, let's finish this thing about fantasy. All right. So I play fantasy basketball. And the thing about fancy basketball is like it's an everyday job. It's three, four hours a day probably for me. Fantasy football is the same thing. Nah, not for me. Because I don't have the football. I'm not a football player, man. But you got to watch. Here's the thing about fantasy football that people kind of feel. And this is where we went. You're a a statistician guy, right? So you focus on seeing the stats and you want to see numbers constantly moving. That's only because I don't have the, I don't know the players. I don't know. 
Exactly. Well, with basketball, your stats are going to be consistently proven, right? Well, because it's players that are good or good for years. That's the thing. Sure. I'll give you that. You know, like you pick LeBron in rookie year, you still pick LeBron on the Lakers now. From 2003 to... 2019, you pick LeBron James. It's, right. it's what you do. No, no, I get it. I know, I, I get it. And I mean, like, if you got a guy like Odell Beckham, you pick him up in his rookie year, you don't know what you're going to get. You I, got would, a guy, I wouldn't pick Cleveland Browns, Odell Beckham. A lot of people picked him because they thought that offense was going to be dynamic. No, man. Eli, Eli throwing to him. It's never going to be the same. It's like a plastic burst. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. It's not the same energy. Um, But I tell you this, though. The thing about... Fam- oh, but think about football also. Yeah. Their outside life affects their physicality in the game. Oh, totally. But, I mean, you can say the same thing for NBA fantasy. Yeah, if you're J.R. Smith. (laughs) 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 Yo, I went to nightclubs, and I used to see Kenny Smith, Kenny the Jet, at at the club. Really? Yes. At a club? Yes, and he beat it with two, before white girls were thick, Kenny the Jet. No, 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 no. Kenny the Jet. Yes. Kenny the Jet Smith. Yes. He looks like the corniest dude. It don't matter how corny you are. Papa Jones got bitches in the league, nigga. What are you talking about right now? You got two badass bitches in the club wearing a suit like he's on freaking with Ernie at him. It don't matter, though. I'm the star crying. quality is crazy, you know. He's had to go pop up and still bust a game win a three-pointer, nigga. Like, like they know what they can do and they've done this for so long right. that they if they're an off night if you're if you're a 25 point scorer and you have a 15 point night in the NBA it's not a bad game it's not a bad game and even if they have a 2 point night it don't matter you got two steals five assists you contributed some way somehow and that's thing in football you play defense or offense if you don't catch the ball all day what did you do yeah, but see, the thing about it is, if you have a bad game, and uh, you know what's so crazy? Your margin for error is very small. If you have a bad game in football, they already write you off as a bust. Bro, you have a bad game in football, you lose three games, the coach gets fired. <laughs> you lose three games of a game, they that's get fired it, coach. You know what's so scary about that? That shit is because there's only 16 games in a season. That's, but that's what's so foul about it. There's only 16 games. You, your margin for error is so... But see, that's why I like fantasy football. I love... Because you got to pay attention to every goddamn... Like, Sunday, I'm not moving. I'm watching... I'm watching every single game. Wow. You need red zone, nigga. I have it. I have it. Uh, but, uh, I watch every single game to the T. And I pay attention to... I pay attention to dark horses. See, in fantasy, in I'm assuming in fantasy basketball, you got like little X factors that come around. You might have that one point guard that come off that bench. Old boy give you like seven assists, maybe like ten points, a couple rebounds, and it's just like, okay, that's a good little, you know, fifteen points I didn't expect. In fantasy football, you it's I'm putting you here. And I need you to perform based off of this matchup. Yeah, and I'm, hand the ball off. I'm, I'm gambling my fucking life with you. My career, my family. My career, everything. my everything. Like, this whole week. You know what I'm saying? For the fact that I'm 8-2 and two right now, is like, I know how Bill Belichick feels. Yeah. And as a Jet fan, it really makes me want to vomit inside my mouth to say no, that. Just, just as a Jet fan, period, you should be vomiting in your mouth. <laughs> hey, <no. laughs> But yo, but like no, but definitely um next year I think I'm gonna do fantasy basketball with you. I I, I yeah, my boy's been like like hounding me about it because I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's easy. 
it's eight categories, and you get a record out of the eight categories for who you're battling. Okay. Yeah. Points. I'm assuming points, rebounds, points, assists. rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage. Um, you get points for that. No, it's who wins each category. Oh. So if I win five categories, you win three. My record for that week is five three. Mm, but I can't switch up my lineup in that week. You switch your lineup every single day. Really? Every day you can switch your lineup. I can drop players drop in and out. Players go to waivers every day. But once seven o'clock and was the first time the game starts. You can't touch it to the next day. See, but see, the problem with that is I'd be wired to watch every single NBA basketball game. Yeah, yeah it doesn't even matter, right? You check the numbers. That's what's all the numbers game. <laughs> I don't know, kid. I, I, I'll try it. I mean, I, I have a friend who plays, my man K Slay. Excuse his white. His name is Keith, though. And shout out to my man Keith. Happy birthday, by the way. Happy birthday, Keith. So, um, my man Keith, he's really big on energy and aura. He'd be like, nah, I don't want him, bro. He ain't good fit for my team. <laughs> Like he just he just traded for R.J. Barrett, who's doing work in the Knicks, but he's his field goal percentage is terrible. Mm. But he's like, nah, he's like his team, name of the team is the Bully Ballers. He's like, nah, he's a Bully Baller. He plays defense. But you're but but you're a Knicks fan. So what do you think about R.J. Barrett? I think R.J. Barrett is good, but I think they're putting too much on him as a as a rookie. And also, he ain't, he don't look like a rookie. He looks like a like a guy who like would have came out in the seventies. He looks like an old man. Like he ain't built like a like a like a new rookie NBA player. Like there's no cuts. Like there's there. no like, cuts. There's no sleekness to yeah, his like, definition. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he runs ever. Well, you know what? In real life, you know. But I mean, it might be the way he's built. But um, Knicks are very boring, bro. It's like watching it's like watching nineties West Coast basketball. Mm. You know, they're, they're boring to watch, and they get these pieces that don't do nothing. Dennis Smith Jr. has been injured the whole season. He finally came back, and what got no points. Yeah, but you finally got a one. You finally yeah, have a legit have a one. one, bro. We got Alfred Payton's injured. You know he get all the assists for the team. You know it's it, it's 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 the problem with the Knicks only is Dolan. They don't want to pay for no pieces. I would have paid for Durant and let him sit on the bench for a year, injured. That'd have been worth it. Definitely been worth it. Cause you ain't doing nothing now anyway. <laughs> I have two Knicks fans that I would love for you to sit down and debate about how to build the Knicks back up, and they say they would never have paid. Kevin Durant the money that he was looking for and I said you guys are fucking idiots Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA when he's healthy better than LeBron no that's a debatable there's only the best players in the NBA to me mm-hmm. are Anthony Davis okay um, Carl Anthony Towns Carl Anthony Towns and Kawhi Leonard those are the best players. I mean, Cat, Le- I Cat's not top five to me. Oh, he's number one on player rate at fantasy right now. Cat's not top five. He's though. on my team. Cat's not top five. You're crazy. He's not top five. He has everything. His threes. He scores twenty plus. Cat's points not top game. five. Oh, you're crazy. He's definitely not top five. Maybe top six. Maybe top seven. He's not top five. And honestly, the best point guard in the league is Russell Westbrook. Okay. I, I think, think I think Westbrook is a better player than Cat. Even though he got that creepy in the alley rapist look, his face and he's the ugliest ugly nigga, bro. Like if I saw a nigga in the alley of my Who, girl, wait no, who's up? There's no NBA player uglier than Sam Cassell. Nah, nigga, you ever see Popeye Jones, nigga? <laughs> that nigga look crazy, bro. Did you, no, no, no. All right, so Sam Cassell got that Martian look. <laughs> you know that Mark got the big head. With yeah, the but Popeye Jones looks wild crazy. <laughs> He does. Popeye Jones does look wild crazy. He does, man. Popeye Jones is an interesting... Yo, him... 
Joe, there was another player that used to play for the Raptors. He was a son in the 90s. This nigga had the biggest body in the world, but his head was so small. Oh, I don't know who that was. You know who it is, because you're good at 90s ball. Raptors wouldn't when, like, Vince Carter was there? Before, it was pre-Vince. They were new then. Yeah. It was pre-Vince. But this dude, I... Corey Holcomb put him on his podcast. It was a dude, Raptors center, weirded. It was the weirdest body you ever seen. Because he was six foot seven. But his head was literally the size of like a toddler's like volleyball. But his body was grotesquely like huge. Huge. I don't know. Huge thighs, huge hands, huge like waistline. This dude was fat, but his head was so. Tiny. That motherfucker looked crazy. But between Sam Cassell and Popeye Jones, I don't know who's uglier. I think Popeye Jones, man. Nah, I gotta give it to Sam. Sam Sam looks Sam looks like he's on a whole nother level of ugly. Great point guard. Fantastic point guard. You trying to find him? Yeah, I'm trying to find him. I I, I, look, he's he's out there. I'm t- the Raptors sucked back then. They no one was checking for the Raptors back dude, then. Dude, he was out there. Don't worry. Well, I, I knew I knew Memphis. I knew the the Vancouver Grizzlies. Greg Oster tag back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm showing like, age. You showing age? Showing oh. age. Yeah, man. I'm, but it's I'm, all good. Be 39 in two months. Ah, beautiful blessings. And you just celebrated 11 years of marriage. Oh yeah! Shout out to my wife Bethany. I love you, girl. 11 years. 11 years of marriage. That shit's real. Can we have a cheers to that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 11 years. Yeah, I'm very, very fortunate to have a marriage 11 years, bro. Fortunate because my expectations in my life was a nice car. Right. And a one-bedroom apartment. That's it. That's it. And I thought I have a baby mama. One kid only. I, I, I totally feel you on that. That's how I felt. If I have a nice car and a place to bring somebody one day, then I'm just golden. You know, I, I, I thought I was going to have a $20 hour job my whole life. That pays my rent, pays my car, and I'm good. I can go out, hang out, do what I want to do, and whatever I do is I have to do. And that's, that's what I thought my life would be in my own head as I became an adult, living the way I was <laughs> living back, I say the early 2000s. You yeah. Know, yeah, you was a wild boy. Yeah, that's what I thought it would be like. But um, I got fortunate to meet a woman who, she didn't change me. Just meeting her made me want to change. Talk about that. Ah, that's to be a relationship. All right. When you meet a woman and you want to be with her and she gives something in you wants to be different, that's the woman you want to be with. And I'm not saying you want to change because you hope she doesn't ever leave you. Right. She comes to you with a sense of independence, sense of like, you know what? I want to be this way. So, for example, I'm, a, I'm very goal-oriented. So, like, when I met her, I said, yo, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take you to Mexico one day. I'm going to buy you a house one day. Every promise I ever made to this woman, I fulfilled the promise. I fulfilled the promise. How? I don't know. I don't know. Vincent will see me lose a job. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still swimming. <laughs> That's a, that is, I tell you, here's the one thing that I'll always say. Um, whenever people ask me about like, well, 
And one thing that I'll always say that when people ask me about, like, oh, you know, like, Willie's like, oh, man, he's such a loose cannon, such a wild guy. And I'm just like, you have no idea who the fuck this guy is. Like, he's one of the most, like, intelligent, cunning people I've ever met. If it's about a dollar and it's about hustling, if it's about working hard, if it's about grinding, he's willing to do the task that you will never want to do. Facts. And, and he'll do he'll do it. He'll do it, smile on his face. He'll talk shit with a smile on his face, but he's gonna do it. And there's one thing there's one thing that I've I've learned. Um I was learning about personality types, and I was learning about my personality type. And for those who who probably are not in the know, um, especially you should do this for the sixteen personality types. Um, I'm an ENFP, very creative, very intuitive, very you know into the uh, emotions and people and yada yada yada. One thing they said was like you should not avoid doing dirty work, and I had to realize that I need to be around people that like dirty work you're one of the best people that i know that's like if it's dirty let me get it because i'm gonna get this bread and i'm about my bag and you 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 do that day in day out no bullshit no complaints you may bitch and moan drink a little whiskey on the night but it's getting done i gotta give you I, i i give you the utmost respect for that yo my nigga I pick up dirt and grime, no gloves, dirty hands, and what I do with them same hands, two minutes later, I got a burger in them hands, eating <laughs> with the hands, no hand wash, I mess some nasty shit, but um, I've cleaned ass before, I work with cute autism, nigga, shit, so I clean, I, I, I put them in the, nigga, shit is disgusting, nigga, I've done some shit, <laughs> I've done some shit, nigga, like, one day a guy offered me a job, said, do you want to be a plumber? I'm like, so what do I have to do? He said, you're going to be entry level. I said, what's the entry level? He said, they're like, when you have to jump in the cesspool full of shit, what? you got to jump in. And I was like, okay. If you want to hire me, I'll do that shit. Literally, I'll do that shit. <laughs> and he was like, nah, you're not the type for that. So I never got to do it, thank God, nigga. But if I had to do it, I would have did it, nigga. I'd be, you know, I don't knock a nigga for a dude to get his paper, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at the age I am now, 30 years old, 38 years old, nigga, I'm not going to no fucking McDonald's and no shit. No disrespect to people who work fast who work food. Working in fast food, but that's just not the hustle for you. But right I've now. done it before. I've worked there 16 years old, flipping burgers, flipping fries, and all that. I've done it before. But that's a young man's job. I mean, you're a grown man. If you got, if you no disrespect to you guys, but if you're, if you if you had a clean record, you're not gonna no trouble. You need to get a job, and and you have options then. Right. So why settle for less, man? You have a beautiful mind. Right. The problem with niggas today <laughs> is that niggas don't think their brain is exceptional. They 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 pick a lifestyle in their head from shit they see or they think they should be doing. That means they they they're forgetting that there are things that you can do that you're not just thinking about, and that comes from a circle of niggas you with. You ain't got a bunch of niggas who sell drugs, and you're not a drug dealer. You niggas straight A's, and these niggas only know drug dealing, which is their, which is their cop out. You become a drug dealer, it's not even for you. I met a lot of niggas who sell drugs, nigga, but you walk up to a nigga, take his pack, he ain't doing nothing about it. I've met niggas with pounds and pounds and pounds. And you walk up to him, and he's take his pound, he don't do nothing about it. He don't even take an ass whipping. He don't even try to fight you and get beat up for his respect. He's just not, it's not his life. He's doing something because he's a clout, a clout chaser. You never know, don't be a clout chaser. Clout chaser is something you do when you're young, you know. It's for example, like, 
I love Michael Jordan sneakers, but niggas wear Jordans. Young niggas wear Jordans because they 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 clout chasing. They wear Jordans because niggas wear Jordans. They don't even wear Jordans because they like the shoe. No, it's just oh, they don't even they didn't even see Michael Jordan play basketball. They don't know nothing about the nigga, you know. It's like when your niggas say I'm a rapper. Like these rappers nowadays, these niggas rapping nowadays. But the but who's the oldest rapper they know? Jay Z, Eminem. We know hats off to Jay Z, Eminem because they they goats in this game. But you forget the style of what what you forget what hip hop is now because the lanes are so crazy. But I hear like rappers in interviews talking about like I love where the game's going. I mean, you love where it's going because it's independence. Everyone got their own lane. Right. Everyone got their own lane. But, you know, I'm a man who's about with authenticity. Know where you're coming from, know what it is. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, like, it's like, I can't say I'm a rapper and do this without knowing where it came from. I have a daughter 11 years old. She be playing shit, stuff, songs to me. And I'm like, yo, bro, you like hip-hop? When I'm with her, we go all the way back. We go back, can't put no curse words because you be hearing NWA every day and stuff like that. But she hears the EPMDs, which is like in my in my top three best hip hop groups of all time. Mm. EPMD, you know, she hears the Tribe Called Quest, which is my number one hip hop group of all time. Right, you know that's like, debatable with me. I think the Locks is the number one. Oh, uh, you Queens nigga, nigga. You're nah, no, 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 no. The Locks have, the Locks are are. They haven't. I, re- I love the locks. The locks is my number three. Yeah, but they haven't received any of the top. No, they didn't. Claim that didn't. groups like Outkast, even subpar groups like um, Slum Village, have achieved. Uh, the locks and achieve what Slum Village did. But, but, I'm calling, baby. But, no, 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 no. But 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 if you think about how Slum Village is, they're a cult classic to a lot of people who are in underground music. Oh yeah. Who yeah, who really yeah. who really fucks with the locks? Hood dudes and hood dudes. I think the problem with the locks couldn't I sell them. Love em. the locks. I and but you love them. And it, but it's, you can't it's sell three em. artists with three completely different styles. You know, it reminds me of like Fife and and, and Q Tip. Right. You got two guys. You got the lyrical one in Fife, and you got the showman in Q. Right, and that's what I love. You got Jarobi. Right, Jarobi left the group, but Jarobi was like his. They all had their own style. Speaking of Jarobi, there's a possibility I might have him on a podcast. Oh, I want to be here. There's a slight possibility, I bro. Might I would miss a child's birth to come see Jarobi here. <laughs> <laughs> what? I might spit a freestyle that day. I don't even rap. <laughs> I might. There's a slight. There's a slight chance I might have Jerobi, but, but, um, I think when if we get to like, man, man, we got we got from some real deep shit to like hip hop. Oh no, but, we can we can segue back to what we're talking about though. No, no, no. But 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 what I'll say is what I'll say about um like rap groups. I love the Locks, right? The problem with the Locks was you have three hard dudes who rap about things only certain people from inner cities and certain people from impoverished neighborhoods realize and recognize. Those are not the people that are going to buy your yeah, record. Yeah, but my nigga, I'm from Brentwood, Long Island. And the shit that the locks rap about, <laughs> I have seen on Long Island for you niggas who be playing Long Island. Nah, in Long Island, everybody... Listen, here's the one thing I say about Long Island. A lot of people think Long Island don't be about it. Just because they have houses and just because they have lands... A lot of things happen on Long Island. Not everywhere. Not everywhere. It's, it's, it's very few. It's same thing with Queens. But Not you know, everywhere. because all the white people in those areas in Long Island. Bingo. You know, you got Bellport, Wine Dance, Brentwood, hey, CI. Even they sell drugs. You know what I'm saying? You got parts of Westbury. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Shout out to Freeport. Oh, Freeport, Roosevelt. Shout out, and shout yeah. out the and shout out the wine Hempstead. You know, you got you you got you got you got places with thing, with things go down. You know, but you know what's funny about the hood? The hood. Is, the best part about the hood is that no matter how smart you are, no matter what school you go to, no matter what education you have, if you lack the street smarts or street knowledge, bro, you'll always be taken advantage from. You always become a, you're a gump. You a gump. You a herb. Now you're Forrest Gump, nigga. Like you. You got all these accolades. We, wait, we can't say we can't say it oh, all. I'm sorry. You're mentally handicapped. <laughs> all right. So I say a midget. Is that politically incorrect? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the whole album. I said that. That's from the 444 nigga. Oh my Christ. Okay, uh, but you're you're held at a handicap. You held at a handicap, and you know you know held at a handicap. This is what I learned. And I learned this at 36 years old. I met a man from Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. He came on vacation in New York in the wintertime. He got out on Penn Station right by the garden. He came out the garden. And the nigga said, yo, I seen a black, guy. He was a black guy. Okay. He's seeing a guy. What age? He's like, I'm, he's probably in his mid-50s. Mm, okay, all right, cool. So older gentleman. Yeah, he's like... I came up the train, I got into Manhattan, I'm like, wow, look at these buildings. But what piqued me the most, there was a man selling snowballs in the wintertime for $10 a snowball. I, I swear, and he said, he said, I saw tourists who people never saw snow before. So although you never saw snow, you still don't know how to make a perfectly round snowball because you've never done it. They came out, I want that. They would see selling a snowball for $10. They came take a snowball. As soon as the kid walks away, the nigga grabs more snow off the ground and makes another snowball, puts it on the rack. The kid would go four feet, break the snowball, another one, the parents would come right back by another snowball. He told me when I saw that happen, I need to move here. When I heard that, I was like, nigga, how could anyone ever be broke in the great state of New York, in New York, the whole state, no matter where you're at? Yeah, yeah, you know why? Because they're applying themselves, man. It, it, it's, it, it's this. I live in the neighborhood of Brentwood called Regis Park, which is considered the worst part of Brentwood. We're a red zone area. The same way you come in the neighborhood, the same way you have to leave the neighborhood. So, like, I've seen, like, in Regis Park, you could be a 40-year-old nigga, and you're hanging out with a 13-year-old kid, and y'all sharing blunts and cigarettes together. Mm. Like, like it's like weird. Like you could be a girl who's sixteen and bring home your twenty-four-year-old boyfriend, and it's all good. You know, before this, before we just park, when I was in Brooklyn, only other place I see she like this happen, we went to Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn get wild like that. Yeah, so it's like, does he make money? Then it's yeah. okay. Here's the one thing that I would say about um, the difference between Queens and Brooklyn. Um, Brooklyn isn't so clickish. Queens is a very click status thing. See, Long Island's clickish, but the same nigga in your click is the same nigga trying to pipe your girl out. Bingo. Queens don't get down like that. And if they do get down like that, it gets dealt with. It gets dealt with right there. Or it gets so deep down low, you don't know until 30 years later. And somebody's on like dialysis, and it's still a problem. It's not even a problem, but it's more like, like yeah, you are gonna die anyway, nigga. Wow. <laughs> it's more one of those like, really, wow. But like Brooklyn is Brooklyn isn't clickish like that. Brooklyn is, who are you? 
what are you about? You're not from here. You're not from here, or you're not from here, but what are you about? Are you about this business? I'm about it. All right, cool. Let's touch it. Let's test your merit. And they, and they're really gonna test you. Queens is we're gonna test you, but it's like a surprise test. We don't know when we're gonna test you. It might be next week. It might be tomorrow. Boom, it's a test. Brooklyn is you in my borough? Yeah, I'm in your borough. Who you know? Who you know? I know this and that. Are they lames? All right. All right. What's good? Well, what do you mean? What's good? The fuck you mean? I mean, what's good? What's good? You trying to fight? Oh, you want to fight? You know what I mean? It's one of those like type of exchanges where it's like they're testing your merit. Queens yeah, it's is, like it's like the fucking media. It's like a lawyer. They're waiting for you to say the wrong shit. Yeah, Queens <laughs> isn't like that. Queens is very um. Queens is a very clickish. If this person brings you, you're good with everybody. But if you show up and know oh, like when you bring Kanye to me and I'm right, 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 right. I was just right. watching a video of us on the boat the other day. Showing us, nothing. I show people that video all <laughs> the time. Kanye is dipping low in the <laughs> boat. He's scared. As, yo, my man, look, he's so scared with the bucket hat over his eyes. He was so scared that day. Yeah. Nah, but Long Island is this nigga. Like, if you do something grimy to me, you know what? I'm gonna fight you, nigga. Cause why need a black eye on my nigga? What I do? I'm just gonna level up. So when I get on to something, because I get put on to things, when I'm on something, you ain't going to be involved in the equation. You're going to be upset. Because that pussy you stole, whatever, it ain't worth it to me because she ain't worth it for me. And then, and, 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 and and you ain't worth it to me because I know you as type of cat. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to level up on you. When I make the business plan, I might do some shit like put your brother on, put your mother on. I'm going to sell my product to you, your family members all around you. But I'm not going to fuck with you. You know that's that's that that's just how I do. Man, I, I don't I don't find the grimy nigga, but I'm very very good at separating the business from the personal. So like I could do me and you could have an argument, just a friendship argument. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. Fuck you. But nigga, we gotta go make the money. We gonna make the money right now. Or we could argue over business, nigga. You fucked us up. You fucked us up. But if we argue, they're like, yo, we going out for drinks tonight. That's crazy. You know what's so dope about that? I heard a podcast from um, there's a dude that I follow. On Facebook, he's a real estate investor. I think he lives in Baltimore. Um, he has his wife. It's this dude, big, thick beard. This guy got like green eyes or whatever. And he gets on these videos and he starts talking about, um, like a lot of like uh, investment, entrepreneurship, whatever. I forgot his name. I, I once I go through his, once I go through my Facebook, I'll tag you in one of his posts. He said the one reason that African Americans do not um in this country. The one reason that African Americans in this country do not prosper is because they don't know how to put the ego aside. Right? He said he went to a business meeting <clears throat> and he was the only pepper in the sea of salt. Mm. So mm. they're sitting at a round table and they're discussing business. And one guy comes up and throws an insult, the guy who was insulted. Tells him, shut the fuck up. They go back and forth. A couple of suck my dicks going in. At the end of the argument, it was, all right, where are we going to go for drinks? Yeah, that's how it goes. And he, he literally sat back and said, in my hood, the minute someone says, suck my dick, I can't come back from that. It's go I got to go. You expected me violate me. You, you violated. I gotta. I gotta check you right here. We gotta fight this thing out. 
He said they never left the goal. The goal was X. You cursed me out. You did this. I cursed you out. We did that. We went at it. We argued. Had it went to had it went to fisticuffs, it went to fisticuffs. Everything would have been done. What's the end goal? X. So what are we gonna do about X? Since we never bag. solved it. Let's get back. Let's get back to X. Let's get back to the bag. And he said the one thing that African Americans don't understand is put that pride and ego to the side. It's all about X. Exactly. You got disrespected. You gonna let these motherfuckers play you? Yeah, but it's about X. But what's disrespect? Because what niggas, but people respect, receive respect as well, is, is is the commas in the bank account. So you can see what you gonna say about me. Call me. Call me. What are you gonna call me? Call me. gonna call me. But when it comes to something as simple as going to Ruth Chris, you can't come. Why? Cause you upset and you you left the you left the money behind like like it's like I have I have a few I have a few friends who like I have one or two friends who like think that business and friendship is hand in hand. But that's not a fact. We're different people during business, and we're different people during friendship. You give me my friend, and if we're gonna do a deal, if you tell me, oh listen, you're gonna make this amount. I just do a small let's do a small number. Let's say like off this thing, I'm gonna say you gonna make a hundred dollars. And I tell you I make a hundred dollars, but I make a thousand dollars. And you say, "Cool, I'm happy with my hundred dollars." If you find out I made a thousand dollars, you cannot be mad. And I'm saying like this because you cannot be mad for what you agreed upon. You know, no different than you saying, "Yo, I'm gonna sell my car for five hundred, and I sell it for eight and make three hundred off it." You cannot be mad because you only asked for five hundred dollars. The same way that corporate America works, you buy a product for wholesale, and then you retail it. Is the wholesaler mad? No, because he made exactly what he wanted to make. And I think as a, as a people, I can't say as a people, maybe it's the culture where society groomed us. We get upset at the wrong thing, bro, because business and friendship are different. And chances are, when I made my thousand dollars, you made your hundred dollars, you know what I'm gonna do? We're gonna go out tonight. I'm gonna take care of your night anyway. Like, I don't understand. I don't, I can't. I can't get with the concept. So I mean, my man Jamel, shout out to my man Jamel Givens. My man Jamel, which is a Newsday, flipped 150 cribs in the last six years. Facts. Newsday article in Newsday, Long Island Newsday. In a picture in Newsday. That's my nigga, bro, who grew up very, very similar to me. And I think that's why we like connect so much. Because it's only us against everything else we have to do. But me and my man Jamel never ever have a business dispute could we tell you what I'm getting or what it's gonna be I say yes or and no and you agreed on it I can't be mad at my agree at I can't say you know say I got married married 11 years she said through sickness and health do you agree I said I do so when she's sick what I gotta do I gotta feed her soup run the errands blanket her take it to the doctor do whatever I have to do because that's an agreement that's a contract that we made together and that's what it needs to be in business it's a part of growth if you're not growing because you fucked up, it means you don't want to change as your own individual. How do you, you, we, okay. We had a talk a long time ago. Well, not long, last week. I posted something about. Yep. I talked to Beth, my wife about that last What week. did you tell her? I said, yo, Vincent hit me up. The podcast, he was supposed to come by. We can come by to go through the podcast. And 
he told me that at his age now, he feels like he don't really know where he's going. And I just gave him words of encouragement. Like, yo, bro, you're smarter than you think you are. And 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 what you need to do is you never did your, your crew. I was say, you never did your boys, but you need to tighten up your circle. And I, I can speak from this because the way I changed was my change by happening a little bit before I met my wife. One day, I'm making a lot of niggas. We were in my neighborhood in Brentwood in Regis Park. And I'm sitting there, my niggas. And we are like, we, we wanted to buy a dime bag of weed. I'm not even lying to you, niggas. We got a dime bag of weed. Y'all ended up for a dime? Nigga, it was eight of us. Y'all ended up for a dime? Eight of us. We came up with the dime bag money. We had no money for a dollar twenty-five Dutch, my nigga. That's broken, bro. I will never forget this day. This is the day that I got me into real estate. This is the day that I, I'm like, yo, nigga, I have to leave here, and I moved to Baldwin like two months later. When I moved to wait, Baldwin, wait, 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 wait. So out of you and eight people, yes, we had to be. You're included in the eight. Got, eight I'm people. Included. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any up for a dime right, for, bag. For people who are not, who who are not well versed on what and a I'm dime is. And I live on an island. We got people rich with backyards. <laughs> All right, people who are not well versed on what a dime is. A dime is basically a ten dollar bag of, of of weed. And I swear to God, to this day, I thought we created the word demo. Nah, that was way back then. Nigga, I thought we created it because my man's mom was Puerto Rican and she couldn't really speak English, so we said demo for dimes. I thought we made it up. Nah. Niggas like me, I thought I made the word discombobulated up. Nah, nah, too late. Back in the 80s. Um, that was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, came y'all ate it up for a dime? Yeah, my nigga. And then we got the dime. I had no money for a Dutch. That's some sad. And back then, a Dutch cost a dollar twenty-five. Dutch is like almost four dollars now. Yeah, Dutch is a Dutch is crazy expensive for no reason. But when I smoke today, I'm rolling up a Dutch every day. Fuck a rap. <laughs> I'm a Dutch master, my nigga. <laughs> nah, I like the bob. Like the but yeah, the fact, fact is that, yeah, we had to end up for a dime bag. The man's crib is eight of us, and it's four girls. Oh, that's sad. But the girls aren't paying for nothing. Pretty much eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve niggas or one dime bag. I'm sitting on the steps, and I'm like, first of all, I'm already too old. I'm four years, three, four years older than these niggas. I can't even fuck with these girls. Do me wrong, they were cute. Another nigga in Regis Park where I'm from, a Brooklyn nigga would have fucked these young girls. <laughs> no disrespect to Brooklyn, though. A Harlem nigga would have definitely did it. I don't know what they do in Harlem, bro. No, they do everything. The Clintons live in Harlem. No, they do everything. But um, I'm sitting there. Ass Epstein. I'm sitting there first because at this time, they used to call me Mook Diddy. Yeah, because I'm the nigga in the neighborhood the first fucking flip camera phone in the neighborhood. Oh, my God. And you couldn't afford a dollar twenty-five Dutch. Bro, yeah, I was I was super fresh, though. But anyway, so I'm sitting there on the steps. I'm like, I mean, in my head, I'm like, I can't believe we're going through this in life. I can't believe I'm going through this in life. These niggas is three, four years younger than me. To me, like, they should be going through this in life. But me, I'm like... What are you doing? My man Jamel already established himself, had money. My man Gene never been broke and shit like that, you know. And, and, and um, my man got bagged up on the bud, so the bud sell and the connect, the connect got locked up, leaving Arizona. Mm. So I'm like, now what the fuck are we gonna do? And I'm like, yo, you know what? I can't do this no more. I cannot do this no more. I got up. I see y'all niggas. I'm out. 
I let them keep my two dollars because all I had was two dollars. <laughs> I walked my ass home, called Jamel up. My man Jamel came and picked me up in a Mercedes C SL. It was a 1998 SL with the drop top shit. Nigga, it was, to this day, I wish I want to I want to buy one for myself. Cause that's the, my favorite drop top Benz. And um, after that, I sat in the back of a car, learned real estate. Nigga, my first deal, four thousand dollars. I moved to my house. I was 24 years old, and um, that day changed my life, my nigga. Like it changed. Like I mean, like, I can't believe we're sitting here. Eight niggas can't get a dime back in the Dutch. Like what are we doing? What are you doing? So nigga, I, I, cop, I could cop that right now. Yeah, I wish we had that right now. But um, I went to my um office and I I googled these. I was listening to Cameron, and Cameron had this fucking uh track with Jim Jones when he said some shit about we got twenty dollars by a dime bag, a Dutch, and spend the rest on like a chicken sandwich or some shit like that. And then they were broke, and I'm like, oh, he just just inspired me just now, like Cameron. Dip they inspired me right there. He has his rhyme like cop a dime, a Dutch, and we have enough for like a chicken sandwich. And I'm and, and I, when I heard the rhyme, I wish I knew the line line for lock. I, I cut it, I printed the lyrics and I hung it up at my desk in the real estate office. And I was like, damn, these niggas are fucking like platinum selling artists and this niggas been through this. After that, I say, you know what? I need to change my circle. When you broke. You know the broke niggas, cause broke niggas have fun, but you only have fun because you have broke fun. People say the brokest people have the most fun. Cause you feel like you're humbling yourself. But I sat down at a table three months ago with people my age who make eight hundred, they make eighty-three thousand dollars a month. Eighty-three thousand dollars a month. And they said, What's your biggest challenge? Do you still have your friends? So we you have them, but the problem is that when we went on vacation, my friends can't vacation. They tell me stories about how they go to Go like you know these are the gun ranges twenty five dollars. These are the gun ranges that cost eight thousand dollars. And I'm not trying to be a nigga makes eight thousand a month. I just want to be comfortable. But seeing a nigga my age make eight three grand a month is like what the fuck am I doing wrong my whole fucking life? So what I'm saying is the number one thing about it is that I had to change who I am from the clique I was hanging out with. I still hang out with these niggas to this day, but I don't see them every day. I don't even see them once a week. I see them once, maybe every 90 to 120 days. I'll pop up, chill for the night. And you know what's funny about that? From 2004, 2019, them niggas are still doing the same exact shit that they were doing back then. That That's what it is. You know, it's like, you circles your crew, you love your friends, but you know what real friends are. Real friends are friends that I see you for 20 years, you pop up, nothing ever, nothing ever changes. That's a fact. Like shit don't change. I have friends who came from awesome families. Like family, I was mean, my family was like that. And these niggas is fucked up. So people want to grow. People want to be different. People want to change, man. Your parents gonna do so much to teach you manners, good good grades, read a book, be smart, look both ways before you cross the street, wear a condom when you have sex. Mm. Parents are great. But your influence comes from your... Not, and not even the music, because the niggas feel like the music does some shit. It's not the music. That's entertainment shit. It comes from the niggas you are around. And, and it comes from ego and pride. Now, I'm a very prideful nigga. Mm. I'm very, very prideful. But pride comes in levels. That's a fact. If I leave this podcast and nigga wants to rob me tonight, 
I'm saying, nigga, what do you want? Mm-hmm. You run your pocket. They have a fucking credit card. That's all I have on me. Take it. <laughs> you want these Timberland boots too, nigga? Take them, nigga. They fucking six years old. <laughs> Only wear three times, three, three, three months out of the year for six years. Keep you can have it. You know, take that. You know why I win? The minute I get my cards home safe, I'm canceling the credit card and I'm buying a pair of Timberlands. What are you doing to me? What are you doing to me, my nigga, that I can't handle myself, nigga? Like, what is going on? What is going on? Because that's the realization of being an adult. When we're young, we crazy wild. We can't be suspected. We ride the neighborhood, the neighborhood, the neighborhood schemes. I've been robbed before. Mm. I've been robbed before. And when I got robbed before you, what happened? That nigga stayed broke. And I leveled up. I leveled up, nigga. Fuck that, nigga. Like, like you're not gonna do nothing to me that I can't handle. And I and 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 y'all put a, I'm nigga. I'm not a good looking guy. You not put no mark on my fucking face and ruin me even more. Hey, he's. I mean, I mean, he's a pretty normal looking guy. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a bad looking guy. But yeah. nigga, I'm not. I'm not walking in the club back and. Hoes wouldn't call you a shorty. They're not gonna call you the shorty or the. Uh, they're not gonna give you the shorty vibe. Yeah, five foot eleven, nigga. This must have heard shorty before. <laughs> <laughs> shorty, I mean, sh- yo, you know what's so crazy? Females will call dudes shorties. Like it's I've crazy. never been called a shorty by a girl. I'm not gonna front. Like there was one girl, right? I was getting off a uh, back when I never had a car, um, years, and um, see, I didn't have cars, but I got to borrow cars. No, 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 no. It was uh, oh girl, I was taking a van with this chick, and I knew her. We started talking on the van or whatever. If you know anything about Queens, Queens is all about vans and buses. With dollar vans? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we started, we started vibing on the van, on a van, vibing on the van or whatever, and we sitting there just vibing and talking or whatever. Boom, we leave. I get off the van and I'm sorry to cut you off, bro. Keep your word, but this is amazing. I really appreciate you bringing me here tonight. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And I'm so happy I had to come to Queens for you because you come to the house a thousand times. My oh, my mother-in-law told me to say, tell Vincent I said hello. She's Robin. a you. You want to know why I love her? She's arguably one of the most beautiful people I've ever met. Bro, I got I I'm I'm blessed. You have the podcast. You said I am very blessed, my niggas. I'm like, I'm very very blessed, man. And wife would see I probably cry, man. I got I got blessed with an awesome wife. Like everything bad has happened to me in my life, bro. The way I've grew up. I don't want to be religion, bro, because I'm not a religious guy, man. But it must be God, a high spirit, or just luck. But something has brought me to the way that I am today. No, you you know what it is? It's um when I gave you the intro that I gave you, I didn't give it to you because it's like a circle jerk type of shit, right? I gave you the intro that I gave you because you think circle jerk me? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um You're one of the people who um has seen what the bottom has looked like, and you realize you don't want to be there. Bro, I've plucked roaches out of my cereal box before and ate the cereal still. Yeah. Like, I... that's why. And it's um, it's one of those things where when you have accomplished what you've accomplished in your life, no one can ever take that away from you. Nah. And um, shout out to my man Jamel. He looks yep. the same exact way. Shout out, and, and you know, I really want to give a shout out to Jamel. And my man Jamel's blessed. He's a millionaire, my nigga. My nigga's a millionaire from Brentwood, Long Island, nigga, with nothing, nigga. His grandfather's six feet tall. He's five foot three and wore his suits to work. 
<laughs> but I will say this. Wallabies in suits. Who wears a suit with wallabies except for Ghostface Killer? <laughs> well, what I will say is this. Is that... I hope y'all know who Ghostface Killer is, though. Yeah, they do. If they're following me, I hope so. Um, what I will say is that what you've amassed and what you have earned is more than what the testament of who you are as a person and the testament to your spirit you know what I'm saying? You've you've achieved you've achieved goals that m- like friends my age would die for. Yo, when I met Vincent, like like gen- like, gen- like when I mean genuinely would put their life on the line, and I'm sitting here humble as fuck, like nah. But when I met this nigga, this nigga told me I was an old nigga. I was an old nigga. I was like 31, 32 years old, maybe even 30. I was an old nigga to this nigga, bro, and I told him. You will be my age, my man. And the funny thing about that is that, like, I call this by my brother, bro. Like, we I haven't spoke, I, we haven't seen each other in a, in a few months, and my brain is like, is this nigga still fucking with me? But same thing with him is like my brother-in-law. When I bought my house, I bought my house eight years ago, 2011. My brother-in-law, was 30 years old. My brother was like, you old, you old. My nigga, you're 22 years old. I mean, nigga, I'm 30 years old. But nigga, I tell him my life goes. I hope you heard the snap. It goes that fucking fast. It goes that fast. And I told him, you'll see. I think he's 31 years old now. I went up to him four weeks ago. And I'm like, yo, you're 31. I'm 38. Do you remember conversation? Yes, I, I, rem- I remember. I the- remember. Yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. I remember. I mean, nigga, how fast did it go? He said, that fast. I'm like, yeah, but the difference is, I said, what do you have to show for yourself at 31 years old? Like, what have you accomplished? Yeah. He said, yeah, I know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I hate it when they give you the, I don't know. You know what I, so, when I, no, no, no. When I sent you that text. Yeah. And I said, I feel like in life, I'm swimming. The text you sent me back was, that's when you know you're growing. Yeah. Yes. When I heard that, all of the anxiety that I felt left. Because that showed me, oh, we're developing. Yes. Wait a minute, I'm supposed I'm supposed to feel We about to pop this shit right here, nigga, out of this conversation. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm supposed to feel I'm supposed to feel this awkward. I'm supposed yes. to feel this pressure. I'm supposed to feel like this isn't enough. I'm supposed to feel like I have to do more. I'm supposed to feel like I can conquer the world if X, Y, and Z would get in line. Wait, so what I'm feeling is not... It's natural. It's not depression. It's really... It's like, what am I... I need to level up. I don't like the word level up, but it's like, change... You know, right now you know change is going to come. If you don't feel it, you didn't nigga who was 40, 50 years old with the young niggas drinking a 40 with them. And I, I don't know. I, I've never had a 40 in my life. But you didn't nigga outside with the young niggas telling about life that you never lived. But when you feel the shit that you're like... I'm, I'm done. Crossroads. I need to do something different. You know this. And the key to this first thing you're gonna do, you reevaluate your crew. You don't dead your crew. You never dead your crew. Because those are your mans, bro. You have friends are an extension of your personality. 
Your friends are only extent of your personality. So every friend I have has a piece of me that I don't have myself. My friends love me because nigga, I, I do what I want and say what I want. I'm zero filter. They love that. Nigga, you just, do, you just say it. You just say it. But like my man Gene. My man Gene is fresh every day. That nigga's landscape with me. And I say, yo, nigga, how you so fresh doing yard work? Like, my nigga Gene's fresh. And my nigga Gene... Late like the nigga. My nigga Jamel is a brain. And Jamel's content with going work, going home, being with his family. My nigga Doobie, white boy, my nigga Doobie, his name is Matthew Doobie. You know, you know we had. My nigga Doobie, he's content to have his nine to five job. Going home, going to sleep, repeat the cycle. And that's a big quality because meaning I need to do something all the time. Right. So you pick your core friends who are extensive your personality. Right, right, the right. The nigga you fuck with who's wild, wild, wilding out every day, you see him on the humble. Nigga, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to sleep with some of your family. Uh, what up? You doing night? All right, you know, we'll chill. We're going out tonight. You're coming out. We're going out. That's the nigga you fuck with and hang out with. I got a nigga, my nigga Javier, and this is nine years old. My nigga Javier's fucked up. The thief steals some products, does drugs, or shit. But niggas, my brother, they got no something we're nine, and I can't hang out with. Him. I got to keep him here. I got to keep my arm distance. But it's all love, and it reminds me of like nigga, this nigga had the best family I've seen in my life. But That's I'm not that crazy. guy. That's crazy. It's just the nature of the, it's just the nature of life. So you know, it's funny like people don't realize that the circle you keep is tied in what your family really is. So when people say blood stick in the water, it's never a fact. No, it's not. Blood is thicker than water. Blood is genuinely thicker than water. Blood is thicker than water. The, but here's the reality of it, right? All right. Your friends are going to be more closer to you than your family. Okay. 20 times more closer than you. Okay. So the family, so the friends are blood. I ain't talking about Damu either. My friend. The friends are blood. <laughs> chill, chill, chill. That's a way back when. Um, I wouldn't call them blood because they're not technically blood. But what I will say is the power and influence that they have over your life are greater than my family members. It's greater than my family. I mean, I have a question for you. Sure, I'm asking you the question, podcast host. Oh, that, that's nice. if you get locked up, right. Who you gonna call to bail you out? Your my family shorty. member? No, nah, my shorty. Exactly. My shorty. All right. Sure. You wanna... Let me let me tell you something about. Let me tell you. I have been. When it comes to dating, this is one thing I could pride myself on. I have dated habitually loyal females. You know why? I can tell you why right now. Mm. I've known you almost Plus, 10 years. Yep, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say 10 years. Yeah. I've known you 10 years. You've dated good women because you are a good dude. I could be All better. right? I mean, I, mean, I can't say, I mean, you're a good dude. You might have cheated or did some shit, and they might even know you did it. But your personality, your heart, the person you are, speaks volumes. I was the only reason why I fuck with you. Nigga, the day I came to CBO, he's handing me a rap. Like, my man rapped this. Nigga, I knew it was you. Like, like nigga, the day I met the day I met you, he came to the music. I'm like, this is the nigga I need to fuck with. Bro, when they told me that like, Vince is a problem, we can have his fucking seat. Like, nigga, my brain is like, 
First of all, why are you telling me this? Second of all, to do his fucking job. And me being in a leadership role for my first time, my thing is never forget what it's like to be a fucking regular nigga, staff member, to be a supervisor. That's my strength. Because I've never been a yes man. Right. I, I, like, I like people for the person they are. Right. So the best thing they did to me at that job was make me sit with people every day. That's what I do a role. You know what's so crazy about that? I realize, um, and I guess this is where part of why um, the podcast is existing. I realized um, when I was younger, I didn't understand why a nine to five structured role never worked for me. I just thought I was just maybe lazy, rebellious, and um, I just didn't have respect for people. And those were negative things. But you have respect for people. Yeah, but 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 it's your personality. I respect for people. Right. You have a good mother, bro. Right. My mom. My mom is a quality quality and woman. And no, no disrespect, but you had a good father too. Then I, I did. And um, that's where you differ. And what I will say is, but you had an awesome upbringing. Because the person that you are today is something that... No. Uh, no, 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 What I... I'm not going to do that. Well, let's get into that because that's what we're here for. Yeah. What I will say is... I realize that the type of person that I am, I cannot sit in the seat. I need to interact. I need to develop relationships and I need to develop bonds. Because that's where I feel happy. Facts. I'm more happier... On my platform to have somebody that I respect take over my platform to that. You know, when I've had my trainer on my platform, I was honored that he was here. When I had my best friends on my platform, I'm honored that they're here. Because this, this is something I've built, but at the same token, I have so much love for the people who I love that I'm just like, I'll just shut the fuck up and you guys go. You know what's funny about the love is that you love deep and niggas that you know. I'm, I'm, I keep saying niggas, bro. I want to change the word nigga to winners. The winners that you know mm. may sometimes have respect what you're doing because like, oh, he's just doing a corn podcast. Oh, let's go have fun. No, but no, but it's it's deeper than like, yo, we're just talking shit. I'm like, yo, you guys, you guys don't understand. I'm going through so much in life. This shit is borderline therapy. Like real, like real, real therapy. See, now I'm the podcast host. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> Wait, go ahead. Go. You know what? Oh my, dude, this is the first episode where people. Bro, I saw Angie Martinez on Drunk Drink Champs, and she turned into like Power 105 overnight, nigga. Are you serious? She was like, so, boy, how do you feel about that? And I was like, yo, it's my show. <laughs> like, but you know what? Out of, out of, um. Hashtag, if you ever hear it, we love Drink Champs. We love Revolt. We love Busey. We love Jay Z. We love Rock Nation. I love Rock Nation. Jay Z, check us out. I've been supporting you my whole fucking life. If you hear this nigga, hand me a fucking grant. I've been buying rappers 96. We're going to that nigga. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. Let's get the plug through Nori first, and then we'll work on that. All right. All right, I love Nori too, though, bro. I love Nori. My favorite song ever is Buy in the Trunk. Listen, hit the best song he ever wrote was Head. No. Yes. No. That's yes. A, that song had to be a freestyle. No. I wish I would have the opportunity to be a guest. And I'd be like, yo, someone told me the favorite song you ever wrote was head. And everybody be like, what the fuck? But he might love it. No, <laughs> no, you made some fucking meals sometimes. 
Nigga, she would call Thomas, I love my life. Nigga, I, I got a whole Serato, you know, nigga. nigga, nigga. We, are, we are like three, four years apart, Nori, nigga. No, I got your no, music. The best song Nori ever wrote was fucking head. I get some head, head. I get some Here head in the whip and not crashing it. I get oh, head in the whip man. and not crashing it. Yo, don't just talk about famous swing shit. Head shit. Get out some neck shit. The podcast host has been away because we love the bitch so much. Yo, when I heard that, I li- yo, when I heard that line, I said, no. son, I have never identified with a song. Yo, no, it is a Queens nigga, bro. That's, that's your hottest song? Hell no. Yo, that's the hottest record he ever. Yo, Tion Y is better than that. No, no, listen. Doggy style was my favorite position until I switched to dead shit. Got on some head, son. Best song ever. Best song ever. He couldn't. Ma- if he retired right there, he's in the hip hop hall of fame in my book. I love Nori, bro. I, I bet this nigga don't even have your last album, nigga. I have it. <laughs> Fuck you. I have it. <laughs> But it Shorty, will you feel like the bestest? But will you feel look, like look, look. fuck all my exes? But dig this. All right, so back to what we were saying, right? When it comes to the authenticity of the people that we fuck with and the authenticity about the people right. that we develop and that we build bonds with, right? It's all about the crew. It's all about the crew because, because what happens, the circle of your friends becomes your life. And growth is a big part of the circle you're with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, and, and I wanted to touch back to, I realized when I was working a nine to five. You don't work I, at CBO no more? No, 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 no. I mean, I still do. Um, But I realized when I was working a nine to five that um this constructual organized format it's not me. The bottom line is this. It's not made for you. The, yeah. well, All right. That. When you work at 9 to 5, yeah. it's not about what you know. It's only about who you... My breath stick? No, no, no. It was me. I was burping. Oh, and this coming as no I got my breath stick and a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like, 9 to 5 is never constructed for what you know. You could be the best nigga, be early, work late, go home, whatever. They'll still fire you because someone made a lie about you and they just don't like your swag or whatever the case may be. The structure of an under five is always made about not what you know, but who you know. That's a fact. And remember, the person with upper, upper rank from you will always throw you in a bus and say they're on ass. No one thing in life is this. If you have an under five, structure your own shit. Keep it under five is your crutch. Nine to five is a crutch. To get you if you if you want to be your own business owner. I'm not disrespecting no works out of five, nigga. I have a man, my man Joe Crack, Joe Saravia. No disrespect fat Joe, but I got a Joey Crack in my neighborhood too. And um Joe Crack got a, two master's degrees. He's a social worker in a in a in a in a Long Island East Islip school, amazing school, and he's content with his lifestyle is. No disrespect. Joe, I love you. And it says it's a fucking doctor. It's amazing because they're from the same neighborhood I'm from. Right, 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 right. The right. same, we do the same shit as me. They're from the same neighborhood, nigga. Like my nigga Joe's father, we went hung out one day, and Joe broke curfew. At six, I never had a curfew, but Joe broke curfew at sixteen years old. So I mean, my ass was walking to the house, and Dad said, "I'm leaving, never coming back." He told him, "I'm leaving and never coming back." Crazy. And my nigga leveled up. So what I'm saying is that I'm not knocking no nine five nigga, bro, but. 
When you're an entry-level nigga, you got to level up, bro. You're only as good as the people you know. If you can't build leadership or you don't report the same, you swing at the same. Like, you know, game to recognize game, it's never going to work for you. So my whole deal with 9 to 5 is I'm becoming 9 to 5. I'm the best motherfucker in the build. I'm the best motherfucker in the building. And then my ego from that, because 9 to 5 means you have a lot of ego. You have to level to your ego. And my objective is to, to level up from my ego. To show them the best. And when you act like you're the best, not act like when we show you the best, it comes with hate. And you know what happens when I get hate? I thrive. Also, you have a life. No matter what you're doing, niggas hate off you. Don't be mad. Don't talk shit about them. Embrace your haters. Because your haters mean you're doing something correct and something they feel in their brain. Mentally, they cannot do. They're weak-minded. You're stronger. They want to have your strength and they can't establish it in their brains. And a lot of this shit comes from your friends, and that's why these friends, the crew you have, you have to, you have to keep them to the wayside. But fuck with them, niggas. It's a Friday night, and you're on vacation. Let's go smoke a blunt. I might mm. get drug tested. Mm. Let's go out tonight. Mm. But come Monday for work, you so, see so it's grind time. Yeah, and and you you talk about your job. You talk about it, so you have to respect it. You drop small gems. Like minute you working, we doing all right. Yo yo. You, 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 I don't want to disrespect nobody, so I can't say, I'm not going to say flipping burger. I'm saying, all right, yo, bro, you do that, nigga, do it the best. And they see what you're doing. You drop a gem to them. They will grow from your gems. They grow from your gems. If that going to happen overnight, it might take three, four, five years. But everything you say to them will always be a better in their brain because to them, you are on a different plateau. You leveled up on them. And they respect you because you're doing you and they respect the fact you're leaving right now. You're not doing that. Like sometimes a nigga, nigga pass you the blunt. No, I'm not taking that. It may be because you have work at eight, but you say, I get drug tested. You know what I mean? You got to focus on yourself, man. You understand? Like, like I'm not saying like Takashi Six Nine shit, like like ratting out your boys and snitching into some no, bullshit. No, 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 like no, 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 no. I'm just speaking from grown man shit. No, man. Like, but but what you what you're saying, I think what you here's here's the thing about what you're saying, and I think people people probably get it. But what you're saying is is that there's a part of you that you don't ever want to get disconnected. When you're starting to level up. No, because you. It's who you, you are. You, you need it. There's a part of you. There's a part of you. Look. I remember when this one time this girl, me and this girl was talking, right? And she came out and she was like, look, I'm going to let you know I'm ratchet. And I laughed. Perfect. And I said, <laughs> and? And she said, that doesn't turn you off. I said, I'm, there's a part of me that's ratchet. And there's a part of me that identifies with you so well that we would be best of friends. But I know for the long game and for the marathon, I got to put some of that shit to the side. Or if you're going to fuck with you got to change her. You got to change it. Or 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 I got to put you onto some new shit to make yes. you think like, yo, you can do this. Facts. But if you want to reach to this next level in life, there's a part of you that's got to die. There's a fact like a machine, my nigga. And, and here's my thing. I can't change you. I can't tell you, change, you change. But what I can do is I can bring you to the water. What I also can do is I can construct the land in such a way where the only thing that you can do is drink water. 
Check this out. My wife is six years younger than me. I was 25. She was 19. Young girl. I'm taking her. Young baddie. I'm taking her to places she would have never been. Clubbing, parties, the way we hang out and chill. Right. So when she hang out with her friends and do things like, there's a fight here tonight. Like, like Right, 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 like, right. Like the level was a little bit different than what she's used to. But you know what happened now? When a kid, it's almost to the point where because women mature faster than men. She matured me in a way. That's like, I get it, but nigga, like, I put you onto all this shit, <laughs> you know, like, 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 I leveled you up, you know, so it's it 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 comes from a place where like like like, the shit we're doing needs to change. You can't be in Forbes magazine and still be like, hop this nigga, smoke this weed, move this brick, like it it it, it shit changes, nigga. And I'm not I'm not talking shit, but I'm a nigga who had like. 12, 13, 14, 15, 20 bricks in my room closet in my mom's house, nigga. Like, of, of weed. Not, not a coca crack. But nigga, like, but I'm, I'm nigga. I'm but like, you had weight. You had weight. Bro, bro, bro. You could have went bro, under. Bro, bro, bro. I had so much weed in my crib. We had to name it Fire and Mo Fire. We wrote a marker on everything. We had, like, Arizona Green. And we had, like, Exotic. Because back then. Exotics was everything. No seeds made exotic. Exactly. Wait, was you you was a part of the Hydro era? Yes, <laughs> yes. You was a but part Joe of the was out. You Joe was, was out. My shit was exotic. <laughs> you had the, you was a part of the Hydro era. I remember when everybody was like Hydro. They was giving like anything. You got Hydro. I got the Hydro. Come right on through. Yeah, but my I said this ain't Joe nigga. This is this is a hot like fire. <laughs> it was called hot like fire, and it was hot and mo hot. So we named it like a marker and a shit. Boom and. Nigga, we used to move this shit like day and night. Like, okay, I can walk a half a block and move a half a pound. I went back to my crib and sleep. Nigga, my room, my room was the driveway. We lived downstairs. Then I got my window. It was like fucking like Wendy's. The window opens. The shit comes out. Give me the money. Take your fucking happy meal and go. Go. That, that was temporary, and, and I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't my one to do, but I was a, I was a broke nigga, bro. I, I, I did real estate. I was, a, I was a broke nigga, real estate. But let me tell you, I'm talking about real estate, nigga. You could be a broke nigga and get a deal that makes you twenty thousand dollars in a month. Nigga, you can. All you got to do is be at the right place, right time, with the right people. But that would never happen with the circle of people I'm with, nigga. I, I, I fuck with get money niggas. I'm not fuck with niggas when I fuck your girl or fuck with niggas who like let's fight this nigga today, nigga. That's just that's just for the birds. That's for the birds, you know. Like every day in my life, I, I learned this hip hop shit. I think about Takashi snitching and shit. All Takashi gonna do is say, "I'm not fuck with you niggas." Like that's all I'm gonna say. Nigga, I mean, I'm making millions of dollars. I but can hide but, anyway. But, but the difference between him and him and other people was he was way in too deep, and he had he had he had loyalty that he had. See, the thing about it is there's street loyalty that you gotta follow through with. But we all follow street loyalty, bro. Street credit. I borrowed money from in the hood. Hood money come before like Best Buy, Chase, or anything. Yeah, I had. but 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 street loyalty is something that you genuinely cannot buy. And that's the mistake. You can't buy it. I can't up. buy it. You can't buy it. But you know what's fucked up about it is no, how, no matter how good your credit is, 
The streets still don't care about you when shit goes yeah, wrong. Of course they're not gonna fucking care about you. So fuck the street. Live somewhere they can't go to you. Don't live somewhere they can't go to you. They can't but, go to you. But see, that's where Buddy. See, that's where Buddy was thinking. And what happened was, if we can genuinely, if we can genuinely talk about Takashi Six Nine. I don't even want to talk about him. I don't know the nigga, but I don't want to talk about him. I just know him for a fact. What I'll say is this: you cannot. This is a rapper. You cannot hop on a track and no, 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 for you. No, 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 no. He was good for hip hop. He no, 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 no. I thought I was dummy boy. No, no, no. He, I didn't know that I was no, no, no. He, no, no, no. He was good for hip hop. He provided an energy. You're hearing the age gap right now. He provided an energy. That was different from what's going on right now. Okay. He was good. If we're talking about principles, morals, code, that's not what I'm looking for. So about music. That's all I want. But I have a question right now. What's up? If you came home and said, Vincent, I heard you, I heard your tracks. You no, 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 track no, 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 we ain't fucking with each other. But what I will say about Takashi is that when he comes home, it's not gonna be awkward. It's no. It's what are you gonna do? It no. It's gonna be. Let's pick it back up from where we started. Oh, that's to me. I don't feel that way. We're not gonna agree on this conversation. When, we're not gonna de- agree. We're definitely it's not. This like this is like this like this feels very very like just me and you in the house together. About like bickering about Takashi. No, I just feel like we're in like a regular conversation. I don't. I. 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 I I'm but see, but microphone. that's the beauty of the podcast. The beauty of the pod. Listen, when I decided I was going to do this podcast, right? I want to go back to like the question and answer Q and A. No, fuck that. When I got to this podcast, I literally said I'm going to have people who I love and I adore, and I'm going to have people who are close to me and people who I think are great people. And um, it's not even. It's only eleven twenty. I know, man. like it's crazy. But, what, but what, I, what I said was, I said I'm gonna have it in a way where I have these conversations with them off the mic, the same way that I have it with the mic. But I'm in your podcast, and I feel like I'm so happy I'm a celebrity <laughs> because I'd be you got dis- a level of. I'd be disappointed. You got a level of right uphold. Now. I'd be listening like like like. I'd be so disrespectful to niggas right now. No. And I haven't disrespected anybody. No, it don't make no sense to be disrespectful. For what? Yeah. Good. What, en- what energy... Uh, here's the thing. What energy would you... What energy would you have provided... Here's my thing about celebrities. Give me a celebrity. Rihanna, I'll leave my wife for her. Yeah, I know you would. But Rihanna, pussy's overvaluated. It's um, definitely overvaluated. Yeah, it's definitely overvaluated. Women are only trophies. Was that wrong? Every vagina feels the same. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh my God, I love my podcast. I'm only joking, but I'm not. No. Oh, because 70% of you is like, no, nah, I'm being real. Oh, um, bitch, you're upset. You're lying to yourself. But what I will say is this. I wish it was live, man. You're making this shit live, my nigga. <laughs> I must be like, nigga, what the fuck you say? My pussy platinum. Bitch, your pussy is silver. Cubic zirconium? Yo, 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 what the fuck you talking about? There's no diamonds in your pussy, nigga. 
You know what? But you know what? At twenty, you didn't feel like that. I agree. At twenty, you didn't. Feel I like think that. I'm gonna stand. At, I agree. Tw- at twenty-five, you was like. Twenty-five is the best age in life. Wait a minute, twenty-five, you was like, I right, this pussy's good. It's so easy. But wait, no, 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 no. Twenty-five, twenty-five with money. I right, this pussy's I right, but this pussy's a little trash. At over once you pass thirty, you're like, bro, what can you do? Would you understand, bro? At twenty-two years old, bro, I had three bitches come my crib an hour after each other on one night, my nigga. So, uh, did you enjoy it, nigga? But you. F- What's one nut? How much do you enjoy the second nut in real life, my uh, nigga? It depends on it depends on the sex. It depends on what you want to tell your boys. Nah, it depends. No, 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 no. Cause I don't fuck to tell my boys. All right, hold on. Wait, how much? How how, how many times you fucked in one day? Like different chicks. Honestly, the most I fucked in one day is only three. But the thing about me fucking three in one day is that I fucked that. one. She went home. When I got home, two minutes later, someone at my door. It was another one. I knew I got the last dragon three times in one day. But you still piped. Yeah, but you know, nigga, I had a fucking like. You ever heard the, had one of them beds like go underneath the fucking twin mattress? You pop it yes. up. Yes. Yeah, I had one of those shits, nigga. Oh my! You you was a dirty nigga. Oh my god, dirty dick dance. Nigga, I had towels over the springs. Oh. But don't matter. Vincent brought me here to talk about my life, and we need to get on topic. This is perfect. We're not on topic yet, bro. But I, I just love this motherfucker, bro. This is bro. perfect. I'm so mad that. Do you? Oh wait, let me ask you a question. I wish T was here. I I wish she was, but um, she's not. But I wish T was here. I wish she was. Do you feel? How how do you feel about the podcast so far? Yo, I give you hella props because this is something I will never do in my life. I will never have a podcast. Why not? You you would be perfect. The technology is not in my brain. No, no, no. Did no, you, no. You, you're bridging a gap right now. No, your personality. You, 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 what you fail. There's two people that I have um, that when I speak to them, how I speak about them is so highly. Um, and I very, <clears throat> unfortunately, I, very, I, I do that often, but when I do it on camera, it's very rare. Or when I do it on, not camera so much, when I do it on mic, it's very rare. It's you and a friend of mine that's Shirley. Shirley needs to be a stand-up comedian. You need to host your own podcast. Well, my thing is, I just keep it natural. I just be myself. But but that's what makes you beautiful. No, but me, to me, if I had a podcast, I need to recruit two other guys. Like I need like, 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 like a breakfast club or like Ebro in the morning. I need some shit like that. No, you don't. You don't need it. What you need, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you exactly what I you talk need. too much. No, no, no. What you need is you need to have guests when they come on and you shoot the shit with them. And the way you shoot the shit with me is the same way you shoot the shit with them. And um, what you'll do is you'll just sit down. We're killing this Jack Daniels like it's a motherfucker. Yeah, my wife's going to be so mad. Oh, uh, yeah, she'll be all right, though. She's a hound dog, bro. Um, When you, when you shoot the shit, What's gonna end up happening is, um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I gotta wake up. So um, why they got six in the morning? <laughs> bitch, I gotta wake up at six. It's like I'm six in the morning, nigga. <laughs> so, um, my kids got Joe witness work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say is, when you shoot this shit, um, 
your authenticity is what's going to make the podcast pop. You're one of the most authentic people. There's, there's, there's one thing that I will sit there and I'll tell people about some of the some of the closest friends that I have. Um, I remember when I was dealing with um, a particular partner in my past, um, she had brought up the fact that she felt like her friends were better than mine. Bitch, you for the bit of the shit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to say that. Hey, wait, wait, no, no. You can say what you want. But what I will say is... Um, when she had said that, I, I, the look that I gave her was, it was like, like, bitch, what the fuck are you talking about? Nah, back about? in front, my friends are the shit, my nigga. My and, and, and I really, I really. And you feel the same way. Wait, and I really had to sit back and I had to say like, okay, your friends may have jobs at Google. Your friends may have jobs at this company. My friends are legit. The f- when I'm when I tell you my friends are cool as fuck, my friends are cool as fuck. But my friend would tell you I drive a hoop deep, but I'm gonna pop two bucks and I'm gonna hang out with you. I'm gonna fuck later. They mean that. <laughs> it's a fact. We told you they gonna predict your future. I'm gonna get two bottles tonight and we're gonna fuck for the night's over. After the two bottles, you totally forgot what they said and you're gonna fuck them tonight. Yo, like, but but it, it but but you know what and you know what's so crazy about like. When Will talks about like, I've hung out with your friends. We don't lie, bro. They really are about exactly what the fuck they said they're about. Bro, authenticity is everything. Like when I say when I beat niggas up or rob niggas, because we don't do that, nigga. Because my life is this way. Okay. This is what it comes down to. Okay. You ever see Baby Boy? I love that movie. But Big Ream says about guns and butter. Yeah. All right. The guns is niggas who do shit, and you what happens in the long run, you get locked up for it. Right. Unless you're fucking a kingpin, I'm not saying like Tony Montana or anything from a movie. I'm talking about a nigga who just moves weight and gets some shit dug somewhere. Up a, up Are you a, hungry? I'm always hungry, nigga. Good. But I don't care if you like. I don't. I don't, I don't care if you like what you do. I'm just saying if you're a nigga who's like, if you're like a fucking kingpin drug, like, like you have to be like, like, if you have money, so we come home from jail, you straight, you can buy a house and invest and like have a business. If you're like a drug dealer, nickel and diamond and shit like that and then you come home you're fucking broke, nigga, what did you do it for? Why go to jail and be broke when you come home? That's stupid shit. That is kind of dumb. I'm going to jail so I have a nice body when I come home. Nigga, fuck a nice body, nigga. I'll be a fat, rich nigga. Is stupid. Anyway, this is my life. I have two amazing parents who are both insane. I'm not talking clinical. I'm talking life. I'm from a drug addict father and alcoholic mother. My parents split up when I was five. Before they split up, I was home alone at four years old. With a two-year-old sister. Mm. There's a fact, though. Mm. I never lied to any of you niggas. I was home alone at four years old with a two-year-old sister crawling in a fucking diaper. I taught my sister how to tie her shoes when she was three years old. My sister's a fucking genius. She's my little sister, but she's my older sister. She owns nine. Beautiful girl. She has Be- nine. I mean, beautiful Woman, like God, my sister owns nine houses, has a double master's, and she's a teacher. That's what my sister does. 
I live Long Island my whole life. Right. Plan on the different, nigga. I'm in a six borough. I'm making up a six borough, nigga. You love EPMD. Craig Mack had the number one single of all time in hip hop. Almost number one. Wait, 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 wait. Craig Mack's single in the top five singles of all time of flavor. He's from Brentwood, New York, same place I'm from. Represent. <clears throat> EPMD's from Brooklyn, Long Island. Represent. Rockette from Wine Dance. Represent. I've met Ella Cousy in Wine Dance. Tell him where you from. I don't rap though, so I guess there's no bars coming. There's no bars coming. What I was saying is that Vincent is sexy podcast, which we're so sexy with two men in the building. But but you know what? The other sexy podcast is Vincent invited me to his podcast and there's nobody here. I thought it was gonna be a level up moment. My wife probably thinks that was gonna be a level up moment. There's no No, level up. But it is, but it is though. For us. You know you you wanna know why it's a level up moment? Um as tipsy as we are, We're brothers. we push each other. He was the guy that went to fire. And I said he's a superstar. I'm going to tell you a real nigga. A real nigga is transparent. If you're a real nigga, be transparent. If you're a snitch, if you're a snitch in your hood, be, if you're a snitch, be transparent. Let niggas know from the jump. If you do that to me, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Like, just nigga, just be true to your fucking self. Like, like be true to yourself. So hold on, wait, wait. Before we end this podcast, my daughter loves to be a real nigga. She gonna be we're not ending nothing. We're not ending nothing. No, 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 no. no. Before, before, we're like, we're like three hours in. No, we're not. We're definitely only an hour and a half. In. Oh, we're still going two hours, two or four minutes, like drink champs. <laughs> Keep it going. I need to bring my wife here. You need to do like, like battle I would of love, sexes. I would, I would love to do a battle of the sexes. That's about that. I'll be quiet because you be dissing me all night. No, but that's when I, that's when I sip on the wine and I just let the wine do what it does. Oh, wine's perfect for a woman. Yeah, wine, like, like white wine, like they like Chardonnay. No, anyone. No, not her. What, Moscato? Mer- Merlot. Oh. We'll drive home and have sex at the same time. And so, how's the sex now? It's the same. Really? You know what's fucked up about it is like, you imagine as long as like, you're too busy so we're going to sleep. So if it's good because like... I thought y'all would be fucking like more often now. No, my thing about it is like, we need a you need a break from sex so it feels pure again. Ah. You know, like when you when you 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 fuck all the time. It's like it's like a porn. Like I mean, just fucking because like, you have the fog. Like 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 the porn niggas don't come because they fucking me day for work. Right, 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 right. So you guys to take a break. Enjoy the pussy for a little bit more, and then you be like, oh, I can the best part about marriage is like the teamwork. Yo, you cooking, I'm cleaning the dishes. You out tonight? I'm with the kids. You out tomorrow? You watch the kids. I just like it's like it's like a partnership. Bro. That shit turns you on. It don't turn me on. But it's like that's the best part about marriage. The best part of marriage is a day with zero arguments or zero attitude. Yeah, I can see that. But since like the anniversary came up, like ever since like Wednesday, like we've been connecting, and and it made me realize like let me it made me realize like I need to get back. To sort of the guy I was when we met, or when I was running around for you, and the problem is like when you first meet a girl or a girl meets a guy for the first year, you don't get a representative. It's the guy who wants you to think he is. It's like getting the job. Now I'm the best at everything. 
I do that. And he get the job saying, nigga, I don't know how to do Excel. Can you help me? <laughs> I don't know Excel. I don't know Microsoft Excel. Can you help me out with this? Like, you know, but, but on your resume, I know Excel 1, 2, and 3. Which like, can you do formulas? But the nigga who has no promotion knows how to do everything. I don't know how to do all that shit. I'm from Excel, Excel 1. What I will say is, There's something on TEDx that you should watch about desire. There's a book that is out that says what women want. But what is TEDx? TEDx is like uh, these speakers, they come on and they discuss ideas and they have like 15 to 20 minutes to discuss a brand new idea. One guy comes on and he discusses the idea about seduction. And how to seduce your partner. And you would think, if I'm married to this broad, and she catch me doing some dishes, that's sexy. No. It only sexy to men. Right. Seduction is a very ever-flowing field of... Sexy is opening a door. Sexy is simple as... Do you need help with something? Walking behind mm. your woman and smelling her perfume. Mm. And you hold her by her waist or you do something where you grab her by the chin. Make her feel like she's the number one in the place. Make her feel... No, you make her feel like she's a piece of meat that you want to fuck. Yes. At all points. I agree. Let a woman know you just want to pound that pussy and look in her eyes 24-7. For some strange reason, she wants to make you a sandwich. Yeah, but some strange reason, men cannot adapt to this until they adapt to it. Yeah, because men are idiots. Just, men are dumb. Men are dumb. No, 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 no. We're dumb. We're dumb. I'm not going to sit there and... I'm not going to sit We're not there. dumb. We're not emotional thinkers. We're not emotional thinkers. What's there to think about? Because emotional thinkers are the men who get in fist fights, shoot people, kill people. Keep people only go to jail. Emotional thinkers are the only people who go to jail, shoot people, fight people. Those are emotional thinkers. Logical thinkers aren't thinking that. Logical thinkers think, why is I going to the bed? How to get the bed? Get home safe? What's going on tomorrow? Like they're the, right. they're strategic. Emotional thinkers live in the moment, upset, angry by what's going on. They just want to. They have a an emotional plan. They're like hearted. That's different. And if you're if you're half of both, you're a problem in these streets. Cause you're a killing nigga, have sex and do twenty five years in jail a day. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a logical thinker, so I'm thinking like like a logical like like an emotional nigga's like, oh, you're sleeping? I'm just gonna stick my dick in you and fuck you right now because I'm feeling you and I love you. A logical thing is like her body ain't moving the way I want it to move. I'm trying to do right, something. right. This this feels kind of rapish. Yes, 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 yes. And then being married eleven years is feels the same way to this day. Nah, this is real. I'm getting real rapey vibes from it. And yes, that's not what I want to breathe into my chest right now. I don't want to breathe rapey vibes. You happen to do that? Logical thinkers. Mm. You rub her titty and it never goes hard, and you rubbing it, and then all of a sudden your dick soft. You're like, nigga, this is not the time. I can't fuck her. I'm gonna do nothing. She was gonna go to bed. She was gonna go to bed. She was almost over, but she's like, 
Oh, that fucking hurt. But you hear, oh no, this is not happening. <laughs> so that shit is true. Then you hear the snoring, you're like kind of like dubbed the whole. You kind of dubbed no, the whole. No, but thing. it's funny about me being married 11 years. For some reason, 4 a.m. sex is the best thing ever. Really? I just wake up 4 a.m. You bust a nut and you go right back to sleep. Nigga, I don't even bust a nut at 4 a.m. First of all, I'm half want to fuck, half want to piss. If it's a piss, you never. <laughs> oh my god! You already know. I you already know. I know the vibes. But to me, it's like, oh, it's a good time every time. Cause I'm never gonna finish. Cause I'm thinking I have to piss every time. So. I just go, 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 go. So much that I'd be dripping with fucking sweat. And you're like, <sighs> you're like, 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 last night, nigga, I was like, I think we have a heart attack. What? Yeah, I'm like, hey, 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 hey. I mean, my, I'm not gonna nut, but I'm just fucking, fucking tired. I'm fucking. That's crazy. I'm so tired. Nigga, that's crazy. Because in your brain, you think that porno stars are the best sexers ever. No, they're not. No, it's cut, uncut. Then they get the dick suck for 30, 40 minutes. <laughs> That's a fact. How many nuts have you busted the ground before? Before we go further, yeah. tell the people where they can find you at. So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Find me. Mm-hmm. If they want to find you, you can't on find social me. media. Facebook, William Boom. Dennis. <clears throat> so Instagram, William Dennis. That's where you're gonna end it at. I mean, I'll tell you to find me. You find me at West Babylon, Mary Carol's, Monsoons. You can find me West Poppin.net. You can find me at Global. No, let's see that. Yo, we care, lawn care. I'll cut your grass. And then I trim the girl's ass. No, that was a rap line. Oh my god. That was my rap line. That's it? That's a vibe? Yo, you can't find me, bro. I'm a ghost face killer. Boom. So he's a ghost face ghost face killer. And I am your beautiful host, beating on the letter for the all that sexy podcast. Far from beautiful. Anyway. Listen, I want to tell you, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the energy. Get ready for the HBO special, A Bald Nigga and a Nigga with Dreads. <laughs> and thank you so much for being a part of this ride. 
And just you. remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. It's get my blessing before I die. Thank you so much. I love you and I appreciate you. And and I hope you thank you for inviting me. Nigga, thank you for coming. No, I'm so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not coming, but thank you for inviting me. Bye, <laughs> everybody. Bye. Thank you for inviting me, though. Bye. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast. Again, I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V T H E. O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that little area. That's where all the love is. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay sexy.